one that we're going to start with should make you very proud to be an Edmontonian. Edmonton has good food and a fun vibe. Okay, that's according to Forbes. Placing Edmonton on its list of top travel destinations for that reason. We got good food and we have a fun vibe. We know we offer so much more too. So let's talk about how Edmonton landed a spot on this list and what this might mean for travel in the city and for our economy. We're talking right now to the Director of Strategic Communications and Partnerships at Explore Edmonton, Daniel St. Pierre. Daniel, thanks so much for making the time. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to you too, Chelsea. I mean, this makes me so proud that Edmonton would land on a list like this. I mean, you think of Forbes and, you know, you imagine that that's, uh, that's a pretty big accolade to receive to land on the list of top travel destinations. Can you tell me a little bit about this this list, where Edmonton lands on it, who we're sort of in competition with? How did this come to be? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, we're in competition with everybody, but the the, the whole Forbes vibe, sometimes Edmontonians need outside validators to remind them how amazing their city is. Yes. There's a little bit sometimes this Edmonton inferiority complex, but when we get visitors into the city, they rave about this town. They rave about the food. They rave about the art scene. They rave about the river Valley net promoter score of Edmonton amongst visitors is plus 24. It's lower amongst Edmontonians. I'm not going to say how low. Um, and it's this sort of this disconnect that sometimes exists between the visitor and Edmontonian about how many amazing things we actually have to do. So it's huge, huge, huge bona fide for Edmonton to find themselves on a list with uh, cities from all around the world and particularly promoting culture, talking about our food scene. Those are big key differentiators for us. Daniel, I think you nailed it. You're saying that Edmontonians sometimes need a little external validation to make us feel really good about our city. But I'm wondering if that is something that happens everywhere. You know, do you just kind of look around with the place that you're used to and maybe you don't appreciate all that it has to offer because it's normal and because it's just your day to day. So does that attitude permeate into other cities as well? I, I do think that it does. I think it, um, I think it, you get, you get bogged down in your day to day, right? Mm-hmm. You start thinking about having to shovel your walk and you got to go across the city to get something. And you had a, an experience, uh, you know, with, a with your dry cleaner today, you get bogged down in the day to day. Visitors are here. They're outside of their day to day life. Uh, and they get to just sort of experience the best of it. So, you know, I don't blame Edmontonians because, you know, there's lots going on, but you know, when we think about telling the world about what we have to offer, we got a lot and visitors keep telling us that over and over and over again. So uh, let's go back into then what the things that visitors to our city are taking advantage of and are doing and are seeing when they're here. I mean, are they coming for for events that are short lived or are they coming to permanent places that we as Edmontonians can take advantage of all of the time? What are they what are they seeing? So there's a few things. So a lot of times visitors coming to the city, they start by coming for a conference, for a convention, um, for some kind of event. Um, and then what they find when they venture away from the convention center, venture away from the ice district or what have you, is really unique restaurants, really good coffee, um, you know, really exciting arts and culture opportunities at Windspear and Citadel. Um, so there's a lot of business travelers that are coming through because of, uh, you know, being the capital city. You've also got a lot of tire traffic from northern Alberta and regionally who are coming here potentially to stock up, to shop, because it's the largest urban center near them. When we look online and we see what visitors are talking about after or during their time in Edmonton, 52% of what we're seeing is about culinary. 
It's about food. It's about some unique experience they had in one of our local restaurants or one of our local coffee shops. And it's from all over the city as well. So that's a huge differentiator for us um, when we think about how we're bringing people into the city. So how do you then, how do you get Edmontonians, people that, that live here, to to realize that if, if we don't? And I do think that that mindset is shifting away. I do think more and more people are appreciating that we do have a great city with a lot to offer. You know, but if visitors are coming in and they're saying, look, the culinary experience is incredible, how do we make the rest of Edmontonians know that as well? Well, I think there's a couple of things. Edmontons are going Edmontons, Edmontonians are going to be our first and best ambassadors. So you hit the nail on the head. We need to get them out and experiencing Edmonton again, so they can talk about it and they can maybe nudge, you know, Aunt Hazel to come spend the summer here and spend a little money at a local restaurant. But um, you know, we need to spend some time really focused on. Um, I think promoting organically through social media, um, you know, through some of the marketing that even organizations like Exploramenton do, focused a little bit more on the resident as well. If we can connect the residents in, you know, Southside that might be in Riverbend to an incredible culinary experience they hadn't thought of in North End and, you know, promote a bit of a little vacation, you know, on a Tuesday night. Um, those kinds of experiences, I think, are, are the things that will start reminding folks of, of what there is. I also think, you know, um, we got a team about to enter the playoffs. Um, that's going to draw a lot of people downtown. It's going to create a lot of buzz. And my hope is, as some of these uh, fans come back into the downtown core, they'll spend some time in the restaurants there, spend some time in the coffee shops there, walking around and enjoying it and have a, a positive experience that they can share with their friends and neighbors when they get back home. Yeah, I mean, being in it is is the way to really appreciate it, too. And I mean, I think back to a couple of weeks ago when it was downtown dining week, even just in the in the core of our city, there's so much to offer. There were 50 restaurants that were involved in that. And that doesn't even encompass all that's that's there. There's there's so much in Edmonton to really take advantage of. So I'm wondering what Edmonton landing on this list, this Forbes list of top travel destinations, is going to mean for tourism in Edmonton. And Daniel, I want to get to that question in just a second, but we do have to take a very short break. Talking about Edmonton making Forbes list of top travel destinations. And what does that mean for local business owners and for our economy? We're talking about it right now with the Director of Strategic Communications and Partnerships at Explore Edmonton, Daniel St. Pierre. Daniel, thanks so much for hanging out online. I really appreciate your time this afternoon. My pleasure. I'm always thrilled to talk about Edmonton being rad. Well, it is. It is. And I think that there's so much to celebrate here in our city, and I'm so glad that we're being recognized in this way. I'm wondering how much weight it carries to be placed on a list by Forbes saying that we're a top travel destination. What do you think this is going to mean for our tourism industry, and how do we as Edmontonians really capitalize on this? I, you know what? I, so I, I believe, and I think we see time and time again, this stuff is important. Now, one-offs are not always on their own, but the aggregate coverage of Edmonton and boosting our reputation, you know, depend, even things like depending on who we play in the playoffs, right? You know, we end up playing Seattle or Boston or whatnot. They, they see our skyline. They see our city in a different way, and that starts to get more eyeballs. So that's always important. But to have Forbes kind of independently come out and say, you know, we, we had a contributor out there who had these experiences that were meaningful, you know, that's somebody telling their story about a time – a time or an experience they had in a very authentic and real way. And that stuff builds impressions about the kind of place it is. And I mean, I'm a self-professed foodie. You know, I, I know I'm hammering away on the food scene in Edmonton, but I will literally book a trip to go to a restaurant and then figure out what the rest of the trip will look like. So there's opportunity in that. 
I, lo- I love that. I feel I want to talk about other cities that you've done that in to see to see what it's all about. But this is this is about Edmonton. So uh, let's talk a little bit about how this could really benefit our economy and local businesses. I mean, I think that this is a great opportunity to try to you know really encourage people to come check them out, right? One hundred percent. And, you know, pre-pandemic in 2019, which would have been the high watermark year from a tourism and visitation perspective, tourism, um, visitor economy, hospitality contributed one point seven billion dollars into our local economy. That is huge business in Alberta. Next to oil, our second largest export because tourism is considered a service export. Right. Um, Our second largest export is tourism is hospitality. So um, it's huge business for us. And I would say even sometimes businesses that have a role in tourism don't always even recognize they have a role in tourism. So, you know, the the retail outlets, the local shops that are selling unique Edmonton products may not realize that, you know, 20 to 30 or 40% of the business, depending on where they're located, is from people outside the city. And so they don't even see themselves as part of that ecosystem. So that's another part of the story we need to tell. It's interesting that you put it that way, that every business sort of has a a role to play in tourism, because I immediately think of some of the big projects that are designed to promote tourism, and one of them is the gondola project that was was kiboshed. I wonder if you think that the city is, if the city is doing enough to try to create these bigger projects to encourage tourism, or if those really matter so much if you're saying that every business has maybe more of of an impact. Well, you know, I mean, I think I think visitors are looking for authentic local experiences, um, and I think things like gondolas and you know the largest uh, shopping malls in in sure. Canada and things yeah. like that, all of that stuff has a role. Um, and I mean, West Edmonton Mall is still one of the biggest tourist attractions attractions in Western Canada. Um, and, but I do think the city, you know, big C city, small C city, the thinking is changing around it. And particularly when we think about the, the business events, the sports and cultural events, and making investments to bring unique and interesting um, sports, cultural, business events to the city. Because what that does is it has a benefit for Edmontonians. We all get to enjoy it. But it also creates a reason for visitors to come into the city. So, you know, I think it's, it's challenging. There's a lot of interests that need to be balanced when you have a big transformational project underway. Um, But, you know, I see a lot of people um, thinking about um, visitor attractions, thinking about the hospitality experience in Edmonton in a different way. And I think it's going to improve the overall experience for Edmontonians and visitors alike. What are you really looking forward to as we head towards our spring-summer season in Edmonton where it seems like the activity really ramps up? Explore Edmonton does a really good job of, of promoting that there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. So what are you really looking forward to, Daniel? So I have to admit my bias, but honestly, K-Days, we, we operate okay. K-Days now, but the, the new programming and some of the stuff that, that is coming to K-Days, which I wish I could talk about, is going to be so much fun. But honestly, I love festival season. Folk Fest, Taste of Edmonton, Fringe Festival. I am thrilled for the playoff run. This is going to be rad. Um, But also just hanging out, grabbing my friends, having a patio beer, grabbing a coffee, and just getting lost in the River Valley is one of the, I think, the best things that we we can do and one of the best assets we have as Edmontonians is the River Valley. So, I mean, there's going to be a ton of things to do this summer. 
for kids, for adults, for everyone in between. Um, and, you know, we're going we're gonna to show off a little bit, too, as we welcome visitors back into our city. Can't wait for it. Okay, Daniel, thank you so much for making the time. Really appreciate getting your perspective on this. My pleasure. Take care. You too. That's Daniel St. Pierre, Director of Strategic Communications and Partnerships with Explore Edmonton, talking about Edmonton being an awesome city. And that's what landed on this Forbes list of top travel destinations. I think it's something to be really proud of as an Edmontonian, that we are on a list like this. So uh, obviously that gives us some some major clout in the eyes of tourists, but should also give us a little boost of confidence as Edmontonians, as of course we're heading into, as Daniel said, festival season, playoff season, which is going to make this city absolutely wild.